have been praying to the Lord about what it is that he wanted me to speak this week and as I always do for uh, a lot of us like I said including myself it's been a rough week Um, and so I got to this place and I said well God what is it that you're trying to say what is it that you want to speak to your people today more than anything this question kept popping up something that I I couldn't escape from I couldn't get away from and it's this this thought of does our life line up does our life line up because if we call ourselves believers if we call ourselves people who who are close followers of Jesus, if we call ourselves Christians, those who, who have a life that follow Christ, then when we read the scriptures, does our life line up? Oh, it's easy to come to church and throw our hands up. It's, it's, it's easy to, to be excited and live this life when we're surrounded in our, in our Christian bubble, in our Christian circle, in front of our Christian people. But does our life line up with what the scriptures say? If we're wearing the name tag Christian, then our life should line up. James chapter 1 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away at once, forgets what he is like. He says, we can't just hear sermons every week and put them in our phones and and write great notes and leave and say, oh, that really, that that touched me to my core. That, That really messed me up on the inside, but still do nothing about it. When we're confronted with scriptures that show us that how we are to live, that show us how we are to love one another. To show us how we are to how, how we are to caretake for ourselves, how we are to act around others. Come on. But we reason it away. And we make these small compromises. And we no longer uh, allow the word to tell us how to live. We now live our life and, and see where the word fits in. Does our life line up? Does our life line up? Christian, close follower of Jesus, disciple, that that we would be so close uh, uh, to Jesus that that his residue would would, would be on us as we walk by, that people would be able to come and encounter us and they would see us and they would say, they would recognize us by the love that we have one for another, they would recognize us by, by who we are, that they would see us. 
that would only happen if our life lined up. Because one day we will have to give an account for our life. Yes, Jesus died and, and, and his, his blood paid the sacrifice for our sins and our, our sins have been forgiven. But please make no mistake, when we get to heaven, we will have to give an account for the life that he gave us. We will have to give an account for the hours, the times, the minutes, the seconds that he gave us. And the people that he has placed around us. And the examples that we are, we will have to give an account. And when we're in these scriptures, we should see ourselves. And if we don't see ourselves, then we are the problem. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our lives should mimic this book. And if there's an area in our life that does not mimic this book, then we have a problem. Jesus is talking in Luke chapter 14 and he's walking down the street and these great crowds started to to come up against him. And he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple for, for which of you? Desiring to build a tower doesn't first sit down and count the cost. Whether he has enough to completely, otherwise, when he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see him will be uh, uh, mock him saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. He says, oh, what king going out to counter another king in war won't sit down and first deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet the one who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while he's other a great off, he sends a delegation and he asks for peace. So therefore, whenever you see the word therefore in the Bible, you should probably see what it's there for. Therefore, if any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. My goodness. He says, if you're not willing to give it all up, then you can't be my disciple. Do do you mean, you know, uh, I I used to cuss people out like real crazy. You mean I got to stop doing that? Yes. Or I'm used to just flying off the handle because I ain't going to let nobody treat me or say anything kind of me. So I cannot, yes, if you're not willing to give it all up. He says, if you're not willing to give it all up, you cannot be my disciple. He says, salt is good. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or for the manure pile. It is thrown away. And Jesus closes this by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's saying this is important. 
It is important that you hear this. It is important that you understand what I'm saying because if this is not lining up with your life, then you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now make no mistake, you can call yourself a disciple. You can call yourself a Christian. You can call yourself a follower of Jesus, but according to the scriptures, it doesn't line up. And the problem is that for far too long, too many people have encountered people who called themselves followers of Jesus. But their life didn't line up. And when they encountered them, they decided, if that's what Jesus is like, then I don't want any parts of it. How many times do we have to have conversations with people who say, oh, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. I'm not, a, I'm not down with the church. There's too much this going on. There's too much that going on because they have encountered people who said that they were disciples. But when it came down to brass taxes, and it's not easy. But God isn't looking for perfection. This is a progress. This is the gym. You go here so that we can get built up, so that we can continue to progress towards the life that God has called us to. And every morning we wake up in battle. That's why he says, hey, he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on your helmet of salvation. Why? Because this is a war. And if you wake up in war and you ain't got your stuff on, that might be why you're getting beat up. My Jesus. These aren't uh, just the great suggestions that God is giving us. This book isn't a book of suggestions. When we call ourselves Christians, we're saying this is how we live. So when we look at our life, it should line up. He who has an ear, let him hear. Paul is talking in Philippians. He says, behold, brothers. He says, I I don't consider that I've made it my own. He said, but one thing I do. One thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind. And he says, straining forward to what is ahead. He says, I'm straining forward to what lies ahead. Why? Because some days you wake up and it's a strain. Because these folk out here, boy. But he says, I'm straining forward to what lies ahead. He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Some of us don't want to forget what lies behind. But there is no way that you can strain forward without letting go of what lies behind. We want to love Jesus but still live that's that's backwards and it's like God I don't understand why I can't get what you what you have for me I don't understand why I'm not seeing all the things that you promised why am I still struggling in this thing it's because you're still trying to hold on to that while straining forward and you're staying in the same place 
Because if I'm holding on to this and I'm moving that way, I'm not going anywhere. And for some of us, that is how our life has been. He says, I forget what lies behind. I'm not going back to how I used to live. I'm not putting myself in the circles of how I used to live. I'm not going back to the desires. I'm not opening myself up to the things from my former life. That person is dead. But I'm going to press forward towards the call. When we look in the scriptures, does our life line up? Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 he says put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passions evil desires and covetousness what is which is idolatry he says on account of these the wrath of God is coming In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and has put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. He said, here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. But Christ is all and in all. He says, I've already told you what to, what to get rid of. He says, then put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. My goodness. What if we had compassionate hearts? What if we hadn't been so numb from all the things that we see on television and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok that our hearts were actually actually compassionate towards one another when we saw somebody who was hurting, when we saw somebody who was in pain, when we saw somebody, if we had compassionate hearts. Compassionate hearts. Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. He says, bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. That means that we're not in a struggle by ourselves when we ask somebody how they're doing and they uh, don't just say, hey, I'm doing fine, but they begin to tell us actually how they're doing. What if we bared with one another? And we actually held one another's burdens so it didn't seem so heavy because as a family, we're supposed to be holding one another up. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. Forgiving each other. Well, how many times am I supposed to forgive them? I keep forgiving them and they keep doing the same thing. Uh, uh, all as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And he said, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 
and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart to what you were called in one body. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. When we read the scriptures, does our life line up? I mean, he, he's going bit by bit. He's, he's getting in every part of our business and he's saying, you need to search yourself. Every area of your life as a believer of Christ, does your life line up? Why? Because the cost is high. The cost is high. Someone is looking at you to see Jesus. They may never make it in a church. They may never make it to a service. They may never make it to an outreach or a worship night, but they see you all the time and you might be the only Jesus that they see, but when they see him, will it line up? This is what God has called us to do. We have to decide, do we love him like we say we love him? Do we honor him like we, 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 we say that we honor him? Do we fear him? Some of us have lost our fear of God. Because we've lost our view of God. God isn't here with us. He says, I sit on high. He says, my, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My, my ways are higher than your ways. I, I think that we have gotten so tied up in thinking we run the show. He literally decides whether you breathe or not. Every morning, he gives you the breath of life as you open your eyes. It is his decision. If we dare call ourselves believers, call ourselves Christians, it's got to line up. It's time out for us being part-time Christians. There are people who need to know the love of God. There are people who need to experience Jesus. There are people who are hurting. This world gets darker and darker every single day. And we got the light. And we can't continue to keep our light in our pockets. Or we can't continue to to all stand together in a lit room. 
the light only is, is at its most brilliant when it's in darkness. This is what God has called us to do. Our life has to line up. Philippians chapter 1. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Paul says, so so whether I come and see you or I am absent, I would hear that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened by your opponents, not frightened by what people are going to say about you or your loss of popularity or your loss of perception or, or your loss of the image of what people, how people perceive you. He says, he says, no, not frightened by those things. This is a clear sign to the world, to those people. He says, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation. A clear sign of their destruction and your salvation and that from God. And so I pray that we would just take the next seconds as we take a second and just pray that we would just evaluate, that we would ask the Lord to show us the areas in our life where it's not lining up. Because something happens when it begins to line up. Something happens when we're actually living like what this book says. Something happens because we begin to see exactly what this book says. We begin to see the miracles take place. We begin to see the blessings take place. We begin to see the things that we see here on scripture. And Jesus said that you will do greater things than I did. But it can only happen when our life begins to line up. It's like a conduit. When, when, it's, when, when, everything, when there's nothing in the way, that power can go from one place to the other without any problems. But when stuff is in the way, when sin is in the way, when Envy and unforgiveness is in the way when disobedience is in the way. And we say, God, I don't understand why I can't feel your power. God, I don't understand why I can't hear you. God, I don't understand. And he says, the line is blocked. The line is blocked. The city of Woodland, California needs us to live like this book says we should live. That when they would see us, that they would come in contact with the love of God. Our jobs, our homes, our kids, our marriages, our husbands, our wives need us to live like this book has called us to live. Because when we do, 
there is nothing that can stop us. There is nothing that is impossible for those who believe, those who diligently seek him, and those who are called according to his purpose. Our life has to line up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And I thank you for these few minutes, God, that we got to pour over your scriptures.